You're on the Southwest Triple M. Good morning. It's Ian Blackley with you. Well, Mark Howie Howard, bit of a name on sport. G'day, mate. How are you? G'day, Blackers. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Absolute pleasure, mate. I tell you what, uh, the real human stories behind our sporting legends in the Howie games, you must thoroughly enjoy this. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, uh, Blackers. You grow up in TV and radio getting to speak to people, as you know, for four or five minutes. You sit down with the Howie Games podcast, which you can get on iTunes or at podcast1.com.au, and you get to speak to people for an hour and a half. So the first episode of Series 2, you know, one of the most seminal moments that I've had watching sport in Australia is watching Cathy Freeman win a gold medal at the Sydney Olympics. And, uh, Blackers, you get to sit down with her and chat and explore and laugh about that. Yeah, it's the world's best gig. I tell you what, what did she have to say about that, uh, you know, it actually not going to plan there in the Olympic Games, mate? Because we all had our heart in our mouths, didn't we? Yeah, she talks about the fact that she was really confident going in, but she talks about arriving at the stadium and just thinking, oh, gee, this is a little bit bigger than I thought. But the most amazing thing she says, Blackers, is Bruce McAvaney's commentary at the time, which is fantastic. What a legend, what a champion. And then Raylene Boyle comes in with what a relief. So we've always thought that (laughs) Kathy bending over on the line was a relief. But uh, (laughs) Kathy sort of blew that one out of the water by talking about on the Howie Games that she wasn't actually feeling relief. She was bending over, looking across at the time clock and seeing the time, and she was disappointed with the time. So we all thought she was relieved to win gold, but she was actually a little bit disappointed that she hadn't run a faster time, which just shows you the competitive beast that is Cathy Freeman. And that's the sort of thing that you get in these stories too. You're also going to be chatting uh, with Cadell Evans, Mick Fanning, John Bertrand, also Bruce McAvaney, and a hell of a lot more. Mate, who's been your favourite interview so far out of all oh. of the Howie games? Yeah, can you actually put a name to that? Yeah, it's like asking which is your favourite child or your favourite <laughs> Hawthorne player. It's not easy to choose between Cyril Hodgie and Ruffy, but I would say probably Ricky Ponting because I've got to know him well during yep. the Big Bash, and uh, that's in Series 1, and probably the moment when Rick starts talking about his little fellow who was crook in hospital, and then Rick's not the Australian cricketer with the helmet on. He's just Ricky Ponting, the dad next door, and his young bloke was pretty crook, Fletch, and Rick sort of goes into that and gets pretty tearful and, uh, and emotional about dealing with the fact that his young fella wasn't well in hospital and what was involved so probably the Ricky Ponting episode but to sit down with Kathy Freeman as you say or to speak to Greg Norman uh, Cadell Evans any of these guys you, I always walk away inspired and motivated to go and sort of get on with it and get up and have a crack at life which hopefully is what the audience feels as well listening to it that's the aim of the whole thing just to inspire people and motivate people and a real positive environment Blackers because you know in the modern media things can be a little bit negative so it's nice to be just have, have a positive chat to people Exactly right. Who haven't you spoken to, but you'd love to, Howie? Oh, I've been chasing Nick Kyrgios for weeks, months, years. Um, because, again, you know, he gets a bad rap in the media, but you yeah. never hear his side of the story. So yeah. I'd love to sit down and, and have a chat with Nick about what really goes on and the pressures that are on him and how he feels when he's out on court. He's probably the, the one athlete in Australia. And then Howie Games Series 3, when we go international blackers, which is a fair way off at the moment, yeah. you know, I, I'd love to speak to, to Tiger Woods, to be honest. Um, oh, no, that would be a great story. chat, wouldn't it, Tiger Woods? Hey, listen, mate, you know, what's your favourite sport? I mean, I know it's tough having your favourite interview, but have you got a favourite sport? Yeah, obviously, uh, through Triple M, you guys would hear us on the footy a lot, and I really enjoy the footy. I love to surf, but the favourite sport to commentate is the cricket. When we got the cricket the big bash at Channel 10 four years ago, and uh, and all of a sudden the boss said, right, you can sit in a commentary box with Ponting, Gilchrist and War and just have a laugh and chat about the cricket. Oh, like, what a thrill. As well? it was, yeah, uh, yeah so, so I love the cricket. Um, Triple M are doing the Ashes this summer, um, and to sit there on the first day of the first test and 
Welcome to the Gabba for the uh, for the opening session. It's uh, yeah, cricket's what really floats my boat, and that's that's why it's great to chat with some of the cricketers I have, like Ponting or Gilchrist or Kevin Peterson or or the likes of those guys on the Howie Games. Yeah, Gilchrist, he's a lovely bloke, isn't he? Hey, listen, yeah, mate, what do you th- what do you think about the state of uh, the cricket at the moment with the pay disputes and all that sort of stuff, and the threatening to boycott this and boycott that? Well, Blackers, personally, for me, all I've ever wanted to do was call an Ashes series. So I hope they figure it out and figure out in a hurry because we, we don't want to be in a situation where we get there and Adam Gilchrist is on Triple M cricket and all of a sudden they ask him to take the keeping gloves. So, you know, I think they're working towards it. I understand both positions, obviously both teams, both sides, for want of a better term, the Cricketers Association and Cricket Australia are going to have to give a little bit to achieve what they want. I know there was more meetings going on yesterday, but just hopefully we don't see an Australian senior team pull out of a tour of Bangladesh in about four weeks' time. So I think cricket fans and sports fans in general really wanted to get it done, but the cricketers are pretty united and they feel pretty strongly that, that they want their side of the equation. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, it certainly will. OK, the Howie Games with Mark Howard, podcast1.com.au forward slash the Howie Games. Mate, uh, you've got a great job. I'm a little envious with what you do. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Good on your back, and thanks for having me on. You're on the Southwest Triple M. Morning. Cyber hacking, our smart TVs and baby monitors. I mean, what sort of a drama is this? Is it, uh, is it scary? Anders Sormann-Nilsson is a global futurist and an innovation strategist. Anders, good morning. Now, you've good spent, morning, good morning. You spent a fair bit of time overseas, obviously with a name like that. You are a Swedish heritage, but uh, you spend all your time in uh, pretty well Australia these days and you're based in Sydney. How much of a threat is all of this hacking? Well, I think it depends on your own idea of, of privacy and the kind of information you want out there, right? And beyond being a, a global futurist who spends 240 days a year traveling internationally with concerns, of course, for my family when I'm off and uh, working remotely. Uh, I'm also the father of a, a four-week-old uh, young Lucian. And of course, uh, when you read about these cyber hacks, both on baby monitors as well as smart TVs, you do get concerned for your family's safety and, of course, your family's privacy. And this is a real threat in the sense that now Russian websites and fora online are selling this kind of information and live streams into people's homes that pedophiles and other people can uh, tune into. So I do think it's a worry. My God. I mean, is it, it, it's that serious, is it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we have a few hacks that have been announced already. I mean, if we start with the one that, you know, concerns me and many other family members around uh, the world when they're thinking about their loved ones, you know, out of in, in good faith, many times we buy these baby monitors and we think, hey, you know, let's make them part of the Internet of Things. And when we're away on a work trip, let's just tune in and see how our baby's sleeping. Or even if you're just out for dinner with your with your partner, you might want to check in on the making sure that the babysitter is doing a good job. And of course, these baby monitors have already been hacked by, unfortunately, by Russian websites who then on sell the information to pedophiles who then sit and potentially talk to your child when you're away. And this has been happening a lot uh, around the world today. And the other hack, of course, is the fact that WikiLeaks WikiLeaks released information that CIA had uh, installed a hack that could turn your smart TV into essentially being a uh, video camcorder watching what was going on in your home as well. It's certainly scary, isn't it? It's certainly 1984 Orson Welles stuff, isn't it, really? Yeah, very much so. It's very 1984, and uh, this time it's not just the government in the case of CIA spying on you, but it can be people who have uh, 
well, certain perversions, and that certainly is scary for anyone. What's the best way to prevent this sort of thing, Anders? Is there a way around it that people should actually be very, very careful of and maybe implement around their own Wi-Fi at home and their uh, devices? Well, I think one of the things you need to consider if you were going to get a baby monitor, for example, is maybe to actually opt for one that is sort of pre-internet. If you think about the internet and baby monitors, there's the dumb monitors and then there's the supposedly smart baby monitors. And the dumb ones are essentially just a glorified version of, you know, two tin cans and a string, you know, that we used to grow up with, right? but But they're a lot safer. They're a lot safer because no one's monitoring the string. As soon as you make them smart or internet enabled, the internet is the string and can be hacked at any one stage. So maybe the safest thing is to actually get a dumb baby monitor that only you and your family have access to. Uh, If you were going to get a smart baby monitor, I would definitely make sure that you change uh, the password settings on that uh, smart um, baby monitor. They all come with preset passwords. And oftentimes, again, on these Russian websites, those passwords are being um, are being sold, which enables people to then hack in via the internet into your smart baby monitors. So changing passwords and then might making sure that you download the latest uh, security uh, software from the providers of the smart baby monitors would be key to ensuring that they're as safe as possible. I would also maybe opt out of using the apps so that you could remotely monitor uh, the baby from overseas because, of course, again, that opens up uh, the channel and the string, so to speak, to people from all over the world. Thanks for your insight. And as Sormit Nilsson, appreciate that. Some very good advice there. Thank you. What to download. It's Dan the Internet. Yes, a very good morning, mate. How are you? Good, Blackers. How are you, buddy? Not bad, mate. I'm sort of recovering from the uh, weekend football, but uh, anyway. Yeah. I, was actually, I was actually at the game, Blackers. No, I know um, you were. I saw you on Facebook walking down there with your father and your uncle and your mates. And yeah. Walking singing um, in the uh, streets yeah, like... In, uh, it was a, I don't know what happened, actually, because you guys, the, the West Coast should have won it the whole way. I mean, oh, don't, don't even talk about it. Don't even talk oh, about no. it. I don't even talk about What's it. What's going on with WA football, Black? Oh, it's features? just uh, it's fallen off the edge of the earth. Is the earth flat? I think it might be. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I said, is the earth flat? I think it might be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, I've... I've picked an app today, Blackers, that um, what I love about it is it's WA May, which is great. Yeah. Um, and it's made by the West Australian Department of Education. And we, our school... I've got three kids in primary school, and our school's just... I launched a system it's called Connect Now and it comes with an app yeah. and what's great about it is that it gives you direct access uh, in terms of emails and communication to the teachers of your kids so you can find out you know if there's anything going on or they need to you know they, they can leave notes for you to read later on and you get notifications and um, where it's great too is that and it's happened to our school where we've had um, the police had to shut the school down because there was a um, you know someone on the loose and they had to it was bad about the school area and this happened before the app. It was so convoluted to try getting the information out of you know the school as to what was going on. Yeah. This thing streamlines all that, so you just get an alert saying you know school shut down, more more info to come, and then you just keep getting those updates. So it's really good as a parent, and I'm sure it's great for the teachers and principals as well. So yeah, connect now. Connect now. Okay, that's a really mm. good idea, actually, isn't it? It's a great idea. It, it is, yeah. And I mean, you know, back in our day, well, you know, black as it might have been a bit harder to not, you know go out of the local shop for a pie and forget to go back to school <laughs> because they can keep track of you now. But anyway, 
That's right. <laughs> and as for uh, people being on the loose at your school and them getting worried, I mean, I've told you before, you drop your kids off and then you leave, Dan. You don't hang around. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I'll take that <laughs> All right, mate. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Good on you, mate. 